One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You're listening to season four of Confessions of a New Grad. This podcast is an ongoing story, so if you haven't listened to the first three seasons yet, I'd recommend starting there. Also, just a heads up, there's some swearing and adult themes in this show. Chapter 39. The Long Way Home. Apollo, Amanda, and I stood outside the airplane toilet, our eyes darting between each other like ping-pong balls. What are you doing? Amanda asked again. I could feel my jaw moving, but no words came out. It was like one of those nightmares I sometimes have where I'm trying to speak, but I have no voice. Amanda nodded curtly. She knew exactly what we'd been doing, and us not answering her question only confirmed it. She turned on her heel and stumbled back down the narrow aisle towards our seats. Amanda, wait, I finally managed to say. I hurried after her, but Apollo gently pulled me back. Maybe we should give her some space. Space? No, we need to explain so that she understands. I don't think understanding is going to make her feel any better, he said quietly. I ignored him and followed her. I had to make this better. Amanda, I said as she reached the row where she, James, and Bentley were sitting. Could you let me in, please, James? She said, ignoring me. Oh, sure, James said, jolting out of the partial stupor he'd been in and nudging for Bentley to do the same. Amanda squeezed into the window seat. I rushed in beside her before James and Bentley could sit back down. Get away from me, Brooklyn. Yeah, that's my seat, Bentley began. And that's mine, James shouted, affronted as Apollo squeezed into the aisle seat next to me. Just take our seats for now, Apollo said dismissively. But, James protested. Amanda, this is all my fault. Please don't blame Brooklyn, Apollo said. Oh my, uh, yeah, Bentley, let's go, James muttered, and the two of them slinked into Apollo's and my vacated seats. What's going on? Gemma asked. She, Lana, Bree, Braylon, and Steve were all staring at us. I just found Brooklyn and Apollo in the bathroom together, Amanda said, looking out the window. The bright blue from outside froze as it reached her gray eyes. Oh, Gemma's voice fell. Amanda's head snapped over to look at Gemma. Did you know? Gemma's eyes engorged. Her mouth opened lamely. No, uh, what? You did, didn't you? Amanda looked at Lana and Bree, both of whom had gone bright pink. And so did you, she said slowly. Am I the only one who didn't know? Know what? Breland questioned impatiently. What on earth is going on? Amanda's cold eyes passed over Braylon, Steve, and Stu's bewildered expressions. Well, at least I wasn't the last to know, I guess. To know what? Braylon persisted. He looked more enraged and affronted about being kept in the dark than Amanda did. Gemma reached over her seat and smacked him on the side of the head. Shut up, Braylon. 
The passengers in close proximity to us that weren't asleep were now all looking on in curious amusement. I feel sick, Amanda breathed. Amanda, I began. Get the fuck away from me. Brooklyn, switch seats with me, Apollo said. I don't want to sit next to you either. Amanda pushed her body as far into the window as it could go. We didn't mean for this to happen, Amanda, Apollo said. Her whole body stiffened, and she turned to face him, her eyes glistening. What happened, Apollo? Apollo took a deep breath. Okay, Brooklyn and I actually met when we were both at UBC. What? I know, I'm sorry. I should have told you. We dated for a bit, but then Kara and I... We weren't over, so I ended things with Brooklyn. Kara? You've known Brooklyn since you were dating Kara? Since the end of that relationship, yeah. Who is Kara? Braylon demanded. His girlfriend from high school. I think she, Apollo, and Amanda all knew each other back then, Gemma whispered. Anyway, Kara and I were not meant to be. But by the time I'd closed that chapter... Brooklyn had moved on with Tyler. Who's Tyler? Braylon asked. Brooklyn's ex. He's an idiot, Gemma said. Even more of an idiot than you, Braylon, Lana added. Shut up, Bree hissed. Apollo ignored them and continued. I hoped things with her new guy wouldn't last, but they ended up dating for a few years, so I figured I should move on. And then you came to town, and I did really like you, Amanda. You... Did? A bitter smile spread across her face at his use of the past tense. I did. I do. I mean, he looked at me. I mean, I still care about you, Amanda, but I went to this music festival and Brooklyn was there and it brought up a lot of old feelings for me. Feelings I thought were gone, but they weren't. But she was still with that Tyler guy, so I tried to just get over it. But then she broke up with him and... I had to see her. When was this? Amanda asked. Uh, I don't know, a little before Halloween? But we were together then, Apollo. A woman a few seats behind us gasped and put her hand over her mouth. So many people were openly staring at us now that it felt like being at a live taping of some messy reality TV show. We were dating, but we weren't exclusive. You helped me move into my apartment, and we were hooking up, and our moms set us up. What was I supposed to think we were? I mean, you never told me you wanted to be exclusive. Apollo broke off at the sight of the outraged expressions from every woman on the plane. But I'm sorry, I shouldn't have assumed we weren't exclusive. Definitely a gray area. Braylon nodded over at him encouragingly. Gemma rolled her eyes. Steve kicked him. Why didn't you just break up with me if you wanted Brooklyn so bad? Amanda asked. I don't know. Apollo bowed his head. This is all my fault. Yeah, it is, Lana agreed. It's not all his fault, I said. I was dumb too. Yeah, hooking up with another girl's boyfriend is pretty dumb, Amanda agreed. She didn't know about you until you guys met at work, Apollo said. Seriously? 
Amanda turned on me. Why didn't you tell me right when you found out then? Because I didn't know what was going on, I pleaded. It was my first day at my first real job and I was stressed. And then I met you and realized what was going on and it was just so overwhelming. So instead, you guys all decided to become fake friends with me? We didn't know either, Amanda, Lana said earnestly. We all really do genuinely like you. You guys just said you knew. No, no, Brie explained. We didn't know at first, but then by the time we found out, it was too late to really do anything. And anyway, you know, it was Brooklyn's thing. We're not the type of friends who, like, get overly involved in other people's. So instead, you just went along with Brooklyn's pathological lies, Amanda demanded. I didn't, Lana protested. I hated the whole thing. I've been telling Gemma and Brie for weeks that we need to tell you, and I've been trying to help you figure it out this whole trip. Remember my game? That was how you thought you'd try and help me out? I... Lana seemed, for perhaps the first time in her entire life, at a loss for words. You're all disgusting. Amanda started taking slow, deep breaths, her knuckles whitening as she grasped the armrest. It's my fault, Amanda. I'm so sorry, Apollo said. Just get away from me. Amanda, both of you, now. Amanda, you're breathing really fast, Apollo said. Just get away from her, man, Steve said. He and Stu got up and gestured for Apollo and I to take their seats. You're okay, Steve said, putting his arm around Amanda. What's wrong with her? I whispered to Apollo. It was scary. He shook his head, looking just as guilty and concerned as I felt. I think she's having a panic attack, Steve mouthed over to us. Best thing you can do is give her space right now. Should we call a flight attendant over to come help her? A man who had been pretending to read a newspaper until now suggested. No, she needs space. It's cramped enough in here as it is, Steve said. Then he turned to Amanda. Okay, Amanda, we're going to go through the alphabet now. The alphabet? How will that help? I promise it will. When I see a letter, I want you to tell me something that starts with that letter that makes you feel good, okay? Like, for A, I love artichokes on pizza. My mom makes the best pizza. Thinking about that always reminds me of home. You get the idea? Amanda shook her head. I can't think of anything for A. Okay, that's okay. Let's do B then. What starts with B? Brooklyn, Amanda growled. Uh, how about C? Steve said hastily. I don't know. Uh, custard? Custard. Good. Do you like custard? No, it's gross. Come on, Amanda. I promise it'll help if you try. Amanda closed her eyes. Cats. I do like cats. I miss my cat back home. Cats. Good. Think about your cat. Okay. Now, let's do D. As Steve guided Amanda through the alphabet, Apollo took my hand and gave it a little squeeze. But I pushed it away. He'd finally picked me. That was clear. But the fact that Amanda was having a panic attack right across the aisle from us distracted somewhat from the romance of it all.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Our group shuffled sadly toward the SkyTrain, and when Amanda got off at City Hall, she gave a little wave to Stephen Stew and completely ignored the rest of us. Amanda, I'm so sorry, I said again, as the doors opened to the platform. She looked me squarely in the eye and said, Sure. I didn't mean for any of this to happen. Sure, she said again. Then she stepped out onto the platform and was gone. None of us said anything after she'd left. When I got off at Yale Town, Apollo followed me. What are you doing? I asked, as the doors closed behind him, and Gemma, Lana, and Bree waved weakly at me while the train sped away. Isn't it closer for you to get off at city center? I didn't want to leave you alone, he said, picking up both our bags easily and making his way toward the staircase that led to the street above. Plus, it's snowing. You're going to need help carrying your bag to English Bay. It's snowing? I frowned as we ascended to the chilly street above. It was, indeed, snowing. The brick buildings and shops were blanketed in bright white. And somehow, in spite of the fact that the SkyTrain was, well, a SkyTrain that sped above the city for most of the way from the airport, I hadn't noticed. It's so pretty, Apollo said, as we slipped and slid our way onto Davy Street and headed west. A ripple of irritation ran through me. Why don't you seem more upset? I am upset. This sucks, but, I mean, it is what it is, and now at least I get to be with you. What? She knows now, so we can be together. I didn't say anything, and a hushed silence only snow can bring enveloped us as we walked through the slush. When we finally got to my apartment, I snatched my bag from him and said, Thanks, bye. Brooklyn, what's wrong? Everything, Apollo. Everything is wrong. I thought you wanted me to... I'm trying to show you that I want to be with you, Brooklyn, but why are you so mad at me? Because of what you did. Because of what we did. We're horrible people, Apollo. I can't even begin to imagine how Amanda is feeling. Everyone she knows in this city betrayed her. And for what? Why did any of this need to happen? I know, I know, it's fucked. I'm so sorry, Brooklyn, but we were young and stupid. Were? All of this just happened, Apollo. I know, but I feel like, I mean, I can only speak for myself, I guess, but I just didn't know how to deal with the way I was feeling. But now I know how I feel, and I'm so sorry we hurt her, Brooklyn. But what was I supposed to do? Not this. 
But how could I keep being with her when I was in love with you? You were in love with me? Snowflakes reflected in his amber eyes as he looked down at me. I am in love with you, Brooklyn. And then his hands were pulling me into him, and we were kissing as the snowflakes melted on our faces, and all I wanted to do was bring him upstairs. These are questions I'm asking you Cause I don't know you half as well as I think I do But I couldn't. I wrenched myself away and pushed my keys into the lock. I have to go. Okay, he said, breathlessly. I didn't look back as I waited for the elevator. I knew that if I did, I'd run over and pull him upstairs with me. But I couldn't do that, because Amanda was probably just getting home now too. And every time I closed my eyes, I saw her heartbroken gray ones looking out the window of the plane, as if they'd been tattooed to the inside of my eyelids. Brooklyn, did you hear me? Uh, what? Mary was peering curiously at me from over her desk. She'd invited me to have lunch with her in her office, but I'd barely registered anything we'd been talking about because all of my energy was concentrated on not passing out into the massive mug of coffee in front of me. She'd offered me a sandwich, but I felt too queasy to eat it after the first bite, and it now lay, dejected, on one of her dainty pink saucers. I didn't even know what time we'd landed last night, but by the time I'd gotten into bed and set my alarm for the morning, it was nearly 4 a.m., which meant I would have gotten a grand total of three hours of sleep last night if I'd actually slept, which I hadn't. Sorry, Mary, I sighed. We got back really late yesterday. Oh, yes! How was your trip? I want to hear all about it. It was... I couldn't find an adjective to describe it, so I settled on... Great. Amanda was shattered today, too, Mary remarked indulgently. Yeah, we went pretty hard, I replied, taking a swig of coffee to avoid having to elaborate any further. But how are things with you? You spent Christmas here, right? Yes, I did, she beamed. I'd never seen anyone look so pleased at having spent Christmas in Vancouver. Like, don't get me wrong, I love this city, but there's a reason why anyone with a disposable income, like I was assuming Mary had, leaves during one of the grayest months of the year if they can get the time off. That's nice, I said. My brain felt fuzzy and her words were registering languidly, like an audiobook I'd put on at half speed. Yes, she smiled reminiscently, then glanced toward the window that overlooked the school's front entranceway. Addison and some 12th grade boy I didn't know were laughing and flirting with each other by the water fountain. Todd and I went skiing in Whistler. Oh, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to be excited or what about this. Mary was married, and although her husband sounded like a douchebag based on the limited info she'd told me about him, I wasn't sure that anyone deserved to have their wife spend Christmas gallivanting around Whistler with a co-worker. If things were going so well with Todd, why didn't Mary just get a divorce? Where was your husband? 
Oh, I haven't told you. Travis had to go to Shanghai because of some crisis involving something or other. At Christmas? Yes, business never takes a vacation, you know. Of course, his recent promotion has kept him away from home quite a lot in the past year, so we were hoping to reconnect at Christmas, and I must say I did feel a little neglected. But then I thought, damn it, Mary, if Travis is going to do what he wants, then so should you. And I did. She winked at me. Oh, I said. Then, realizing that she clearly wanted me to be more encouraging, I added, I'm glad you and Todd had a nice time. We did, she beamed. It was just what I needed. And when Travis got back, we had a lovely discussion, and I really think he's committed to making things work this time. Oh, so you two are going to stay together? Yes, of course, Brooklyn. Sorry, I just thought, you know, considering you and Todd... A minor indiscretion isn't going to negate an eight-year relationship and a five-year marriage. And anyway, I'm 35, so... So... So, we're trying. It's time for the next phase of life. If all goes well, I'll be on mat leave by this time next year. Oh, great, I said. I had no idea what else to say. Mary seemed to have convinced herself that she was happy, but the whole thing sounded pretty bleak to me. I know that women have a biological clock, and if you want kids, that's a reality you have to contend with when you get to be Mary's age, but... Her husband was absent and neglectful and had called her fat and ugly just a few months ago. I wouldn't have chosen to date Todd, but at least he seemed to bring Mary some joy, and it was obvious that Mary was only staying in her toxic marriage because she felt like she was too old to start something new. But if she was already disillusioned now in her mid-thirties, how did she expect things to get any better? As if she'd read my mind, Mary said, I thought about it, you know, leaving, but... Todd is a teacher, and the lifestyle change isn't something that I particularly... For all his faults, Travis certainly knows how to provide, and given that I want a family, it's the best course of action. Did you tell Travis about Todd? I asked. No, of course not, but I did end it, so that's settled. Great, I said again, even though I didn't think I'd ever heard anything less great. But what about you? Any exciting news? A new man, perhaps? Uh, the last thing I wanted to do right now was talk about Apollo, so I scanned my tired brain for something else. I got accepted into a writing residency in France. What? That's fabulous news, Brooklyn. I didn't know you were a writer. I'm not. I mean, I want to be one. Ah, I understand. Well, this is a fantastic opportunity for you, then. It is, but... But what? It's in France for four months, and it starts in February. This February? Yeah. Even though I'd already told Gemma I'd go, the long plane ride back to Vancouver and reality had made me realize what a huge ask it would be to leave my new job mid-semester. I wanted to go. I really did. But if I lost this teaching job, I'd be completely screwed by the time I got back. Ah, that is difficult, Mary conceded. Yeah. She looked pensively at her coffee for several moments. But you want to go. I weighed my words carefully. Mary was kind of my friend, I guess, but she was also my boss. I do, but I don't think it's possible. Mary looked at me for a long moment. Would you want to come back here after? Of course. That's why I don't think I can leave at all. I mean, 
I know how ridiculous it would look if I took four months off after barely even working here for that long. It would be very millennial of you, she agreed. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to fall into that stereotype. Which one? The one where we don't ever seem to want to do any work at all? Ah, yes. That's an unflattering one, she admitted. But the other one. The one where you people do things that my generation would never do. I admire that. It takes courage. You do? Yes. You know, Brooklyn, you'll reach a certain age and realize that there are very concrete reasons why you can't just up and leave a situation. But right now you're so young. The only reason you have not to go is what other people might think, and I can take care of that. What do you mean? I've been wanting to add a creative writing course to our curriculum ever since I started, and what better teacher to have run it than one who recently returned from a writer's residency in France? Now, I would require your promise that you would return for the summer term at least. We are always short-staffed for that one, so having that guarantee would be lovely. Requirement for... For you to go to France, Brooklyn. How exhausted are you? Your brain is... It's not right. Seriously? But how are you going to get someone to cover my classes on such short notice? Oh my dear, have you forgotten how dire the job market is for teacher in this city already? I've got a stack of resumes this high, she gestured a foot above the table, on my desk. We will be fine, but I do like you a lot, Brooklyn, so promise me you'll come back? Of course. Then it's settled. Mary grinned at me over her mug of coffee. You're going to France. Hey brother, it's time to put your hands on Cause we're building a stage to stand on Oh, we're building a stage to stand on Getting taller and taller From the ground it began on And we're building a stage to stand on Oh, we're building a stage to stand on Thanks for listening. That's it for this episode. If you want to find out what happens next right now, subscribe in Apple Podcasts to binge all 10 episodes ad-free. Otherwise, the next episode will be out on Monday. If you're enjoying the show, please consider giving it five stars on Apple and Spotify, writing a review, posting it on social media, and telling a friend. This is an independent podcast, so stuff like that really helps get the word out and support the show. Confessions of a New Grad is written, narrated, and produced by me, Greta Craig. Thank you to the Canada Council for the Arts for supporting seasons three and four. For exclusive news and bonus content, you can follow the show on Instagram at newgradpodcast. Music is licensed through Musicbed and Soundstripe libraries. You can find the soundtracks in the episode descriptions. Artwork and script editing are by Rebecca Montgomery.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.